Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is the KZYX News for Friday, October 15th. I'm Sonia Barge. It's a Wednesday afternoon in late September, and technicians from San Diego are installing a desalination unit at the Fort Bragg water plant. So they're, they're just working all the bugs out of it and everything else like that, getting everything straightened out. Keith Daniels works for the city and will be responsible for operating the desalination system when the Noyo River's water becomes too salty. The river water can become salty during high tides, which happen when the moon's gravitational pull causes water levels to rise several inches. That's been an issue because the river hasn't provided enough fresh water to dilute the salt water that gets into it during those events. That's prevented the city from being able to pump water from the river. We got to the point where if like one thing happened, you know, like a hydrant got knocked off or whatever like that, you know, it's like, I don't know, are we gonna have enough water to make it up for that? But for the moment, the rains eliminated the need to use the desalination plant. The river went from right around 200 gallons a minute of flow up to over 1,200 gallons a minute of flow, and it's sustaining above that after this last rain and everything, it's still up around there. So. Daniels says the desalination system is standing ready for when the stream flow in the Noyo does get too low again. City manager Tabitha Miller told the Fort Bragg City Council on Tuesday that they did end up using it recently for a few days. It didn't provide 144 gallons a day over the last five days, we do believe it, it will um, add up to that capacity once we get it up and running. The rain and the arrival of the desalination unit have left the city in a secure enough position to downgrade its drought emergency from a stage four water crisis to a stage two water alert. We still have the groundwater treatment system coming in so that we can add the Fort Bragg Unified School District um, irrigation well to our supply that could potentially um, provide us an additional 10% of our needed supply. Miller says the drought isn't over yet, but people in the city don't have to conserve as much as they were during the summertime. We're not completely out free yet. There's no need to get water trucked in from Ukiah anymore either. The city put a stop to that last week. The reservoir was approaching um, capacity and we weren't gonna be able to put that anywhere. So we have ceased those, but we are still continuing to sell water to um, those folks outside of city limits. On top of all that, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is predicting Mendocino County has a pretty good chance of getting its usual amount of rainfall through the rest of the year. And we are just sort of almost into the window of the above average chance of rainfall that's coming down from the Pacific Northwest. The impacts of the drought might be less severe for the moment, but catastrophic wildfires are still raging across the state. Scientists say the solution is to fight fire with more fire, and now the state agrees. Last week, Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law the last of three bills that are going to make it easier to conduct a prescribed burn on private land. There are several really exciting developments for prescribed fire in California. Lania Quinn-Davidson is with the UC Cooperative Extension and an authority on prescribed fires. So it has some pieces in there about tribal sovereignty, um, trying to respect cultural tradition and practice around prescribed fire. Also setting up a tribal liaison position within CAL FIRE so that CAL FIRE can work more closely with tribes and more effectively 
developing a prescribed fire training center proposal here in California, which would be wonderful so we can really focus on those workforce development pieces that we know are so important. Experts recognize we need more of these fires on the landscape in California, so the state decided to make it easier for tribes and private landowners to conduct burns without having to worry about paying the firefighting costs if the fire got out of control. It'll make it more comfortable for people to use prescribed fire, assuming that they're following best management practices, um, and, and give them some liability relief if something were to go wrong, that they would have the support of CAL FIRE to help get things under control. $20 million was also set aside in the state wildfire budget for a prescribed fire claims fund. This was a huge win for prescribed fire within California because we have real issues finding insurers who will um, provide options for prescribed fire. Quinn Davidson says the fact that you couldn't get insurance made it really difficult to do a prescribed burn, even with increased investment from the state. But she says the benefits of conducting prescribed fires can't be overstated. So we use it for fuels reduction, which is what it tends to get the most attention for, you know, wildfire risk mitigation, but also for habitat restoration and for cultural reasons, um, invasive species control. It's an incredibly versatile tool and um, something that goes back millennia in California. A prescribed fire project in Sequoia National Park was able to change the behavior of the wildfire there and protect the General Sherman tree, which is the largest tree on Earth. But there was also the example from the Caldor Fire where um, the, the fire went around the Cables Restoration Project, which was also a prescribed fire project from a few years ago, and the Caldor Fire just didn't even burn into it. It, it just hit that perimeter and, and went around it and, um, and was another great example of how prescribed fire can affect wildfire behavior. For KCYX News, I'm Sonia Warich, a Report for America Corps member. For all our local coverage, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.